And three, two, one. You're listening to the Real Social Proof Podcast with Mr. Sleepers for Suckers himself, David Shand. Let's get it. Welcome to another edition of the Social Proof Podcast where we find dope people that did dope stuff and um, they can actually be documented because there's a lot of people nowadays that they make uh, one jacket and they're a fashion designer. But oh, yeah. we, <laughs> we got the goats yeah. in the building, man. Hey, I like um, that. I like that you said that because you know what? That's kind of true. Oh, kind of. Yeah, it's kind of true. I never thought of it like that. Yeah, yeah. This is, I've this been is making art. pieces since 2003. 2003. How many years in this, is this now? Is 18 years now? Yeah, it's about 18 years. God. Woo! Yo, for those that don't know, because I got a bunch of questions, because I just remember back in the day, well, not even back in the day, probably 05, 06, we came down. Man, yeah, infamous, and you was like, you was, you was just running the streets back then. But I want to go even before then. So for those that don't know, go on and introduce yourself real quick. Uh, my name is Exclusive Game, the king of jackets, jerseys <laughs> of the custom world. That's a um, fact. Find me in Buckhead, Atlanta, store 3255 Peachtree Road. Yeah. You know, I'm glad to have you here today, brother. I, was, I, hey, I don't man. do too many interviews, but I had to do this one for you. I appreciate it. We're going to make it good, too. Oh, man, I I'm saw, nervous. I, I hate saw, interviews. Nah. I'm ner- you got me already nervous. My hands sweating and shit. Nah, look, I, <laughs> I, I saw an article, man, and they said you was like the new Dapper Dan. Where did they get that from? How'd you feel about that? Um, how'd I feel about that? I felt like uh I don't I don't have a to be honest with you, to keep it real. Well, I don't you have saw a, it come out though. Like that it came out years ago. Yeah. Years ago. Yeah. The, the new Dapper Dan. Yeah. So what what'd you feel? I like? mean, for for him being a, a goat himself, mm. I mean, I guess it's an honor, you know, yeah. to to say that, you know, that he's I'm the new Dapper Dan, but I'm just a person that just creates stuff, man. That's it, man. Just trying to make it happen day by day. As a creator, man, I know sometimes it's uh it's challenging to have the comparison because you're not like the new Dapper Dan. You like the new exclusive game. Like you are the exclusive game yeah, yeah. and been running the industry for decades almost. Yeah, decades, man. Almost two decades now, man. Straight, no stop. No, I mean that's to be honest. That's a blessing from God to be able to last that many years in the game without sure. a dip in, in my step. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I had to keep re, uh, recreating and reinventing myself, man. Every couple of years, got to keep changing up my, what I do. Yeah. How I I, I want to go, I, I want to start at uh, 03, where uh, you designed the snowman, the infamous snowman. Man. Right? I, need, I need to hear that story, man. Well, to be honest with you, I never told it the real story. So the real story had oh, a snowman. Here. The way the snowman happened, bro, to be honest with you, Jeezy, Actually had me stumped for a second. I made him so much shit. Like, I never made so many pieces for nobody to this day. Mm-hmm. Like, as far as in the jerseys. Like, I was whipping him up jer- two, three jer- jerseys a day. So it came to a point where I called him Snowman. So it was actually a joke. I said, man, let me throw a snowman on one of these jerseys. Did you call him Snowman or he was calling himself that first? He called himself Snowman, but I called him Snowman as right, well. Right, right. So I said, let me put a snowman on a jersey. Just to see. Like, I didn't know mm-hmm. what the react. It was really a joke, but I didn't know how... A joke became something that everyone loved. Right. So that's the thing with fashion, man. It's things that I may not like as much mm. turn out being the, the pieces that people, you know, relate to and really go crazy over, which is mm. how fashion works, you know? So how how did you link up with Jeezy initially? Um, I linked up with him through Coach K. So mm. this is in the very, very beginning. Jeezy wasn't known yet in the streets. Right. Um, him and Coach K had a meeting with me. They saw me already doing jerseys already. Mm. So he said, man, we need you to 
want to get some pieces done and get this shit going. So I, I met them too. And we had a set to sit down and I just started making pieces from that day. Mm. But to the point, I was at Jeezy first show. Was you already popping at this point? I was, was already you? popping. I was popping. So, and what year was this? What, what that, year was was o, this? that was 03. 03. So you was already like moving. In yeah, I was moving. I was, uh, I was flying like the NBA, the NFL teams were flying me out. Little John was on the scene at the t- at the time. Little John was like the biggest thing out at the time. Mm. So I was doing a lot of Little John shit. J- Jazzy Faye had just came out. Well, I don't know if he just came out, but he was popping at the time. He did a lot. He was a producer. Right, right. Got a lot of beats going. I had Little Wayne in the circle going. So, so you've been doing. So I'm thinking you like started in '03. So all right. So now now you gotta just take me back yeah, to like Jeezy high school. Came, when, Jeezy when, did, came, when did you get Jeezy the fashion about, bug, bro? Jeezy came about '04. 04, I think. Oh, mm. 2004? Or late 03, 04? But right. definitely Lil John was the first. Right. I remember doing Lil John before anybody. Right. Like oh, was, Like Lil John, Nelly was going on around that era, era uh-huh. and then Jeezy was in the lab with it. Gotcha, gotcha. But once I got with Jeezy, the whole, that shit definitely boost everything I was doing. Gotcha, You know gotcha. what I'm saying? So, before that, when did you get this fashion bug? Like, was you always the flyest kid in high school or what? The funny thing was, I wasn't even into fashion. I was an athlete. That's the crazy really? part, right? So I was just running around in the throwback jersey. So the, how the jerseys came about, it was during the throwback time. Everybody right. was wearing Mitchell Ness jerseys, the oversized big jerseys. Right, right. So I came along and I was just like, man, I need to um make my own shit. So Give me I had, the edited version. Huh? <laughs> they be showing my joint in schools. Give me the edited version. What joint? The edited without the language. If you can't, edit oh no cursing. It. Yeah, if you can. Okay, so do your best. All right, so so basically, oh, we got no cursing. I mean, do your it's kind of hard. Do your best. <laughs> okay, so basically, I I went, I started seeing the Mitchell Ness jerseys mm. and oversized jerseys. I, I I went to create my own stuff. All right. So I started making my own personal jerseys, and the homies just like, yo, where you get that from? And I was like, so I you was like sewing them. I had someone sewing them for me. I was working with somebody Gosh. coming up with ideals and pushing it together. So you have the idea and you're like, yo, put this together like this. I just see the vision. Yeah, put this but together. you are making it yourself. Yeah, I, I was making it myself. I had Got someone it. making it for me at first, trying to put it together, all the pieces and stuff. And then someone, people started, yo, where you get that from? And it became instantaneously crazy. Like overnight. It didn't take like a week. You know, sometimes right. when people make shit, stuff, right. it takes time for it to blow. Right. My, whole, my whole thing was, as far as the industry, I was blown up. Like, everyone in the industry in 2004 knew who I was. Mm-hmm. Just the regular people in the streets didn't know who I was. It was, it was backwards. So, so right. most times, people get popping from the streets right. and go up to the celebs. Right. I had the celebs from the day I started. Then, now, I got the streets. I got the streets when I opened the store. That's crazy. Yeah. So you weren't, like, really, like, this high-fashion person? No, not at all, bro. I was, just athlete. I was just, to be honest with you, I was somebody out there, man, like like everybody else, just trying to make a way of life, man, trying to see what I want to do with myself, to be honest with you. Mm. I was always a hustler. I'm bumping into this. So the Jersey thing was supposed to last, once it did get popping, right. I seen it not last more than three months. I said, three months turned to 18 years. Wow. That's the craziest part. That's Three wild, months bro. turned to 18 years. Because it was just something, I always did everything you could think of. You know what I'm saying? And this is another one of them things. So I'm just selling these jerseys, but right. it just never stopped. Now to recreate the jerseys to jackets and to, from jackets to leather jackets to cutting up um, expensive-ass fabrics, you know? Mm. So at any point, did you, were you were you always like the architect, like I just see it and I'm just going to have somebody make it for me? Or did you ever like sew something together? 
Uh, yeah, I started sewing, but I started sewing pieces together, but my demand was so high, mm-hmm. I had no time to sew stuff together. I had right. to come together with a team real quick. quick. I got my same team from 2003 still with me. So Really? We, yeah, same everybody's from, from the day I started, it's still with me, everyone. I take care of everybody, you know, the way I'm supposed to, and mm-hmm. that's my team to this day. Yo, tell me about fashion, because you, you're familiar with, like, kind of like the, the BMF days, right? Of course. That's part of That's my era. That's what, what, The BMF era. That? The BMF, man, let me tell you something. Man, salute to Big Meech, man. Big Meech believed in me, bro. Everything, like, Big Meech was, like, part of my, my success, man. I say this in any interviews really? I do do. Like, Big Meech, anything I want to do or make him, he was open to it. I just mm. talked to him on the phone not too long ago. Oh, really? Yeah. So anything he wanted to do, I was open. He was uh, anything I wanted to make for the for the mob, it was open to. And, and during that time, it was jerseys. He bought every every fur coat you can think of from me. I had all the furs going back then, so it was a blessing. Dang. And yeah. So actually, it was it was Meech, and it was Lil John, and then Jeezy came. That's how it all came. So how did you connect with Meech? Meech happened to live in my apartment complex when I first moved to the A. Really. Yeah, I bumped into him. I bumped into my 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 cousin Ills. So mm-hmm. Ills was in the mob. So Ills introduced me to Meech and everybody was living. We all were living in the same apartment complex. Mm-hmm. And I just got with the mob from that day. That's crazy. Yeah. So what what like walk me through like this whole fashion era? Cause I mean, I, I probably met you oh five, oh six, oh seven. Yeah. And um you're actually the first person to tell me to go to all style. I was looking for wholesalers. You're like, oh, yo, all style, the bullshit you, t-shirts. <laughs> Damn, that used to be the shit back in the day, though. But yeah, all style. Yeah, because yeah, you, you the one told me to go. Yeah, I was like, oh, yeah. I love these. Yeah, and you all know, style. I, between like you, uh, Chili Yo helped me out oh, a lot. Chili Yo, my brother. And yeah, just like just watching you move. So the eras of fashion. How did you follow them? You know what I mean? Because they change so often. I never followed it. I just did what I wanted to do. Like no cap. That's that's some. I just to this day, anything I want to do, that's what I do. So it's so not it's like something, you see the trends. It's, it's, it's not about trends. It's something I see within. Mm-hmm. If I feel comfortable with something, if I try it out and, and it works, that's, that's what it is. I just go with it. So it's no trend. I create trends. Yo, this is like, you like the fashion oracle right now. Like you exactly. like you. So it's, it's not like you're studying a fashion like that. No, it's I don't, just something find, you I don't feel. study no fashion. I don't sketch. Everything is raw and uncut, bro. I, when I go to fat, when I go to, if I walk into a Louis Vuitton store, I tell the, and every Louis Vuitton store in America know who I am. So y'all could do a check, excuse the game. <laughs> spend over a million with them. So just a side note. So when I go to a it's fashion over a store, Louis? oh yeah, it's documented. It's documented. You go, you go in there, ask, ask what I spend. You know, they keep your spend, which I didn't know about, right. but they keep your spend on, on every client. Yo, that's crazy. So I'm at an M right now, which is crazy. Well, to me, it's crazy. I was like, damn, I spent that much? But moving on. So if I go, when I go to the stores, I ask my Louis advisors, which I got about 10 different ones. Mm-hmm. I said, send me everything. And they send me pictures. Or if I walk in the store, certain things talks to me. Mm-hmm. Like, T, you got to do this. It's something that you have to do. It's so important that Black voices are represented in Black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of Black uh, voices and influencers from Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. 
in the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us, by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR. Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts. And a lot of times if I show a customer something when it's raw, they don't, they don't see the vision mm. until it's done. And that's when it becomes a masterpiece, when you know what a masterpiece is. Because if I would have went to Jesus, I said, hey, this is a, I'm going to put a snowman on your shirt. It's not the same as to, huh. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'll right. just give it to him. Just give it. Yo, so Louis Gucci, when you go find a jacket, right? They know you about to take scissors to the oh, they and know. cut it up. Oh, do they know? Are they okay with that? They love it. Do they really? They love it. They, they love never, it. like, nobody said anything to you ever? I mean, you spent a million dollars with them, but I mean, nah, just they, one they person. Just, they flew me to the show in, um, in Paris, which I happen to be the best dress. G- by the G- editors of GQ magazine, the, the plaque is right here. <laughs> Just so you know. So you so when they fly you out, they yeah. encourage designers to take their designs and create. I'm not, I'm not, I don't know if they encourage the designers, but they encourage me. Mm. You get have what I'm ever, saying? Have they ever tried to hire you? I don't I don't think they have enough. <laughs> I'm just being honest, with you. I don't think they have enough. Mm-hmm. So that's that's a that's a conversation that we had to have. Cause um, I love what I do. I don't yeah. know if I can work for any of those people, mm. but I just love coming up with different designs for my clients to make them happy. To walk me through like pricing, right? So how mm-hmm. do how do you you say you take? How do you know how much a Louis jacket is going to cost based on material? Obviously, it's probably like a lot of lost material because it's a jacket. You got to take off the stuff that don't fit, right? Mm-hmm. How do you start to base your pricing? All right, look, I know you're enjoying the episode, but I got to tell you, finally, you asked for it, and we created a Patreon, okay? We created an inner circle. We have amazing stories, amazing information, how-tos from the episodes. The only thing we're missing is a community. So... It's about that time. We put together a Patreon. We put together a community because we have to have conversation around the information. So even this podcast we're listening to right now, there needs to be conversation. I want to hear what you got. I want to hear what you got. Like, let's throw some stuff back and forth. And because we're like-minded, we're all going in the same direction. When we connect, connect in a community, we can connect on other stuff outside the community because we're building real relationships. Okay, so... Check out the Patreon. We got three tiers. I don't care what tier you join. Um, the support is um, the support is appreciated. Okay, thank you so much. Now back to the episode. Well, you, one you have to have a price. One you got to know 
If a scarf is from, so scarves range from 500 to 2,000 a scarf. Mm. So depending on that and how many scarves, if you're a big dude, you're really in trouble because I'm taxing you. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? And I, I just come off, you know, pricing. I just come up with my price. So mm-hmm. a typical jacket, the average jacket would be $3,000 depending mm-hmm. on what it is. I say average jacket out of here is $3,000 per, per right. jacket. Gotcha, That's gotcha. average, but it could go up to ten thousand a jacket. It all depends on mm-hmm. on what I'm doing, what scarf we're making, or if I have an exclusive piece I'm, I drop. Sometimes I, like I have one, I can show you later. I have one I'm about to drop now to go with a shoe that just came. a super limited edition, mm. and I can show you the before the sh- before process before I even make it. Have you have you shown that before? Have no. you shown that pro- ever shown that process? No, I never showed the process. You think you will one day? I could show you now. I would like, to, bro. I would. I, I, I mean, I could say, just show you quick, quickly. I wish I had the finished right. product for you, but I can show you what I'm about to drop next. But it's raw. You probably gonna look at it like, what is this? Right. But you might not understand it until it's done. God, you get what God. I'm saying? Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. <laughs> like, oh, it's just a piece of fabric. Nah, this ain't just a piece of fabric. It's a piece of art. So all my pieces are like artwork. Mm-hmm. Give me a time where you invest a bunch into a project and the client is like, yo, I'm not feeling that. How often does that happen? I never had that problem. You've never had that it, happen? Thank God, bro. I never had that problem, bro. Like, I was blessed not to have that problem, to be honest with you. Yo, you truly that's, are That's dope, really, you know what I'm saying? I always thought about that in my head. I said, what if, because you're already cutting up something that's already expensive. You're cutting yeah. up a $1,000 scarf and then I'm putting my work, my zippers, my, my, rent, my trim, my rib, my lining and my and my, my time, you know what I'm saying? I say, damn, I'll be fu- messed up if. But if it did happen, I'm more than welcome to take it back because right. I know my pieces don't last a day. Like when people come in here, they see the jackets that are in here; they're already spoken for. So it's like I have no problem swapping it out. Only thing I may have had ever had was a problem where maybe it was too small, or was bigger. I had adjustments, but other than mm. to say they don't like it, that's never happened. Dang, 18 years, no miss. 18 years. <laughs> Yo, that's crazy. So when when other young designers... The, oh, the, uh, one thing I want to say, so when I first started, y'all, so I want all the young designers to know this. Take criticism, because one, one of my really good friends, Smurf, I don't know if you know Smurf, Mm-mm. Stainless Entertainment, Mm-mm. Infamous knows. So Smurf is a big promoter here in Atlanta. So he was one of my first clients to get one of my jerseys. And I took my whole day, bro. When I say to make him this jersey, I was so proud to deliver it. He tried the jersey on me. It's too tiny. I said, no, it ain't. It fit, bro. <laughs> but come to find out, he was right. And I made my adjustments to this day. But I was being, what's the word? I was trying to feel like I knew everything as a young, mm. as a young brother. Yeah. But sometimes you take criticism and you make yourself better. And I learned from that to this day. Gotcha. It's called adjust. Yeah. <laughs> so these 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 designers that are like coming up, where do you see they're going wrong right now? Like where do you see like like what what are they doing wrong in terms of is it like the design, the pricing, the marketing, branding? What do you think? Um, I don't I don't I don't see what anybody I feel like everybody, if they are doing something wrong, it's always called it's called trial and error. It's gonna take time for you to to do your adjustments, like I was saying. Yeah. You know, it takes time. Um Sometimes people rush their product and just put it out there just to try to get the sale. Mm-hmm. But that's not me. Sometimes I make things, and if it ain't right, it ain't right. And I'll I just I'll throw it away. Right, right. And before I even give it to that client. Facts, facts. So walk walk me through, like, I, I really need to learn about this this whole BMF era. Okay, let's talk From about From the it. lens of, see, the designer. Okay. 
with all the me- all the stuff that's going on. Just just give me your perspective of that time period. Let me tell you, that time period was something I was blessed to be around, something I would never want to take away. Free Big Meech, by the way. That's my brother, man. You, I never met nobody like that, man. That guy's genuine, humble, one of the greatest brothers I ever met. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And um, but just to just keep it real, that area was like something that I should tell stories about it, and no one believed me. Give me one. We used to go to the club, and I should see my brother. Like I could have five of my friends with me that he's never met a day in his life. And he's buying everybody five uh, five hundred dollar bottles per person. That's not a glass of champagne, your own bottle. <sighs> was money flowing like that? Like I, Man, I can't was even the money imagine. Flowing, bro. It was flowing, bro. I became an instant millionaire in two thousand three. What? Two thousand three. When you was up, I was. When you met me back then, I was already up a couple. You know what I'm trying to say? So it was like an error that. The money definitely was flowing, man. It was all about my era, to keep it real. I never even told him, but I call myself sports, drugs, and entertainment. I had the biggest drug dealers in America. I had the biggest athletes in the world shopping with me. Mm. And all the biggest entertainers that you can think of. That, that's my crowd. Mm. And it's so funny. I, I wanted to try to get the cool, like the, I was like, man, we're the white kids and They'd be like, as, as a young kid, I was like, man, why ain't got... All right, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you can keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headache, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. It just makes sense. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit from NetSuite? I know you see it. Listen to me. If you have everything scattered in business, you cannot grow. And everything is more expensive when you have more and more processes layered on top of each other, more and more softwares. You got to get out of that. and it, It will improve efficiency and cut costs. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com slash social proof. That's NetSuite.com slash social proof. NetSuite.com slash social proof. My white kid, but now I got older, man. I love my brothers, man. They supported me to this day, man. Really supported me and kept me on this pedestal. Yeah. As the king of this shit. You the feel whole me? industry. Supported. Yeah, the whole industry, man. Did you did you do some sort of like marketing tactics or was it just your ability to execute? Know what it's about, man? Keeping it real. Keeping it real. Delivering a piece on time. If you tell somebody that you're going to have them, you got to have them. Mm-hmm. You know how many times I, I, I told somebody that, hey, man, you will have your job. I'm talking about forget celebrities. I'm talking about regular clients. 
They spent their hard-earned money, and they have their birthday party. And I told them I was going to deliver a piece. Guess what happens? I get on the plane. My dance self a hand delivery. Mm. That's all. What it's about? That's that's what that's where the young people go wrong at. Yeah. People just so quick trying to take people. You got to satisfy every customer, man. And it's about customer service and being yourself and making sure your product is right. That's how you stay on top of the shit this long. Hmm. Man, that's amazing, bro. That's it is. Amazing. No, so funny. I'm glad we talking about this because I don't. I'm so much into my craft. I don't even think about how many, how long 18 years went by like that. I never even thought about how long, like now we're talking about it. Because yeah. I'm so into it, I don't know right. what's going on. I'm right. still, <laughs> I'm still into this, into this world. You know what I'm saying? Of just working every day and trying to make people happy. What's your what's your what's your regimen when it comes to um like uh being in fashion? Like, is it do you do you actually love fashion or is it you just love the business or you love the game of entrepreneurship? I love the game of entrepreneurship. Know what else I love? I love making something for somebody. More than the money. More than the money. A lot of people probably can't say that, but I love I love more than money giving somebody an item that I made and seeing a smile on their face when they try on my piece. That makes me the happiest. Wow. And you don't study fashion at all? Ain't no studying, man. It's all self-taught, man, from the streets. That's great. And what are your hobbies? Is your hobby like going through like the fabric stores and my hobby? <laughs> my hobby is, you know, I like I love to travel, but I ain't gonna lie, even when I travel, I'm going to every store. If I'm over in, in France, wherever I'm at, if I'm in Mexico, wherever I go, I'm going to find a store with some fabric. Really? Everywhere I go. I don't care where I'm at. That's what I do. <laughs> so even when I'm even when I'm like on vacation, I'm not on vacation, I'm still working. Mm. I'm like a doctor on call because I have so many clients that it's like they need me. Mm-hmm. So it's like I never get no rest. And it's it's from outside looking in, you like, you like you got the stores in Atlanta, like everybody knows you, like you are popping. Mm-hmm. In this 18 years, what was the like, did you ever have any down times? Like I'm talking about like areas of depression or like self-doubt or anything like that in your tenure um, of I never had thank you to God Almighty. I never I was I've I was been blessed even during this COVID. Yeah. I made the most money in my career during COVID. That's a big word. That's you had a, a big long word. career, bro. A long career. This COVID was something serious. <laughs> I don't know what was going on. Especially when I dropped those masks. Right. I dropped those masks mid-COVID. I made one mask I put on Instagram. DM me right now, $220. Had 100000 by the morning of masks, of my scraps that I pieced together, bro. So you took the scraps, made masks. All my, because you know, all the jacks, I got scraps enough. You know, I always right, kept right. my scraps. Actually, my, my head tailor, my head seamstress, she kept, she keeps all my scraps. She saves them for me because she knows they're expensive. Mm-hmm. So she like, she's like, she's like my mom. So she keeps all my pieces for me put up. I wound up cutting all my scraps, bro. That's crazy. It made a killing during the COVID. Goodness And then, gracious. you know, then the, then all the stores are closed and all the rappers, yo, open up for me. Right. I said, if I leave this house during this COVID, you know what time it is. <laughs> so, tax season. Tax season. <laughs> Yo, last question, man. I remember one thing. Um, I think you you had bought a, uh, this was years ago. I don't know if it was a Maserati or something, and you had wrapped it. It was either platinum or gold. Well, I had the gold Ferrari, and I had the chrome Aston Martin. It was the Aston Martin. That's before people was wrapping their cars. Exactly. Because <laughs> I never seen nothing before right. like that. I'm like, yo, what is <laughs> What is Bruh, that? I know that they come like that. Right. But 
I think you said something like, yo, I didn't, I didn't buy that for me. I bought that for y'all. He's like, yo, I and I and, and I remember it vividly. He was like, yo, I bought it because when people see me in it, they spend more money with me. What I'm saying to you to this day, that is that was the finest marketing. When people, when people see stuff like exotics or, or something like that, it brings you more money. So I spend it. So when I Why bought that Lamborghini, I don't know, it just like I was talking to my brother, Yo Gotti. Yo Gotti said when he buy a car, he pull up into the hood, that's what his fans want to see. They want to see him riding good. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's more, it's more it's, I think it's more marketing. You know what I'm saying? They don't mind, you know. Like especially athletes mind giving you a hundred thousand dollar check. They knowing, hey man, hey, man doing good. You mm-hmm. know, people want to see that, bro. Be honest with you. Who would you say spent the most money with you? I just told somebody to this day, Jamarcus Russell broke the record. Who was that? He was a Raiders, number one draft pick for the uh, Oakland Raiders. Really? A few years back, maybe like six, seven years ago. Mm -hmm. So he told me that he was in high school and college. He never had no money. He's been watching me all these years. Mm -hmm. He always wanted to have money to buy something from me. (laughs) So so the brother flies me on a private jet to Oakland, California. Mm -hmm. And I I used to walk around my laptop back then. So I used to show him all the pieces on my laptop, like all the pieces I make. Right. So he ordered like that in every color. I want this every color. So the funny part, I was scared to tell him how much his bill was. <laughs> <laughs> this is a true story, I swear. So I was like, oh. He said, well, I, what I owe? I was like, 200000 It's actually 180000 mm-hmm. $180, And I was in one sitting within like, not over time. Right, right. But I'm saying that's one sitting, that was the most. So... I stayed the weekend, so I was there at his house on a Saturday. It was a Saturday. Actually, I got the Saturday night on that jet. And he said, hey, bro, you want to get a hotel? You want to stay here? I said, I'm going to stay here. I camped out his house all the way to Monday morning. I couldn't wait till Monday morning come to get to that bank. Right. Sure enough, I said, man, this man ain't going to pay me. He's going to come with some excuse, something. I just thought something would go wrong. Mm. So 9 in the morning comes. I knock on his door. He's still asleep. So I'm in this house. You know, I wasn't cool with him like that, so I didn't right. want to just... Like, bang, bang, bang. But I'm like anxious, ready to get the fuck out of there because I was sitting in the crib for the whole weekend. So 12 o'clock, three hours later, I said, bro, what's up, bro? Wake up. You know, the bank closed at three, the inside. (laughs) This man wakes up at 2.30 in the morning. So at 2.30 in the morning, I mean, I'm sorry, 2.30 in the afternoon, Mm -hmm. the bank closed at 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. So finally, we get down to the bank 10 10 minutes before it closed. He pushed that button at Bank of America on that teletransaction, went from, from his account to my account. I was like, what a day, man. 180,000. 180, real quick. God. Shout out to Jamarcus Russell, (laughs) y'all. Shout out to Jamarcus (laughs) Russell. Yo, man, I I, I appreciate that, man. I I know it's late. I appreciate you allowing me to come into the store, man. Anytime. It's it's so legendary, man. And any celebrity that comes in town, they got to sit in the chair with the crown. I see it over and over again. (laughs) Um, I got to ask you one question. Um, I like to make predictions on the podcast. So... Where do you see yourself um, in the next five to 10 years or w- accomplishing in the next five to 10 years? So I could look at this interview and say, yo, T said that five years Damn, ago. Damn, man, that was so funny. I never predicted none of this stuff. Hmm. Is that is that a wrong answer? Nah, nah. To be honest with you, do know you what it is? Do you see anything in the future, anything that you want to accomplish in the next five to 10 years? Um, Probably uh, what I would like to accomplish if I have time to, definitely... Uh, I'm already opening more stores. That's for one. I work. But number two, I want to do my own line, my own clothing line, my own personal stuff. You got your own line, though. 
nah, I mean, my own line. I want to drop a whole line of my, like, my own own line. Not cutting soul pieces. I want to drop a whole line. T-shirts, hoodies, leather jackets first, jeans. But I, I thought you had the exclusive I, game line. I had the, the, the lower end line when I was in all the stores. When I was just being oh, all the cheaper stores. But I want to do a high-end line of my own if I make time for myself. But the only problem is I'm so busy working for all the artists, so I don't know if to take how to balance that. You know what I'm mm. saying? I barely have time for myself, but gotcha. that's something I definitely want to do. Man, that's amazing. That's amazing. Look, we're going to see it in five years, <laughs> 10 years. Look, it's going to be, you're going to have a Louis store, Gucci store, and an exclusive and, game. And joint. you're going to see my son taking over the empire. That's really? For sure. How old's your son? He's 12 now. So in five years, he'll be 17. He's already cold, right? He already runs the store now. Really? You're, grown, you're grooming him right now? Oh, he's been he's been here since he was eight working, ringing up. It's all, it's all documented. Right? You, most of the people who shop here, they know. Did you know that most vitamin D3 supplements come from sheep's wool? I'm Kat, founder of Ritual. We're making traceability the new standard for the supplement industry. When I was pregnant, I couldn't find a multivitamin I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested, and clean label project certified. Oh, and our vitamin D3? It comes from sustainably harvested lichen from England, not sheep. Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast. Oh, baby T. Baby T been here mm. ringing people up for a long time. All the celebs know. And you want to leave the whole empire to your son? I want to leave him in the empire to the family. You think he's ready? He's ready right now, I promise you. Really? He's ready. He tells me what to do. He just told me. <laughs> it's so funny. He, he blew my mind the other day. He said, Dad, you need to, like, he's up with the times, with the podcast. Like, he know all about right, podcasts. Right. I don't know about any of this stuff. Right. He's like, you got to do the podcast. We just flew to LA to do a podcast mm-hmm. with No Jumper. That's his favorite show. Oh, word. Right. So we went out there, and he just told me I need to do my own YouTube with all the artists that come in here. Mm-hmm. So the crazy part was, the day that we talked about it, I walked in my store, a little baby was already in here. Mm-hmm. I said, roll the camera. He turned his iPhone on, turned it sideways. <laughs> we rolling the camera. Little baby in here shopping and shit. And then here come money bag walks in. And mm. it was just, it was just perfect. And we had a perfect day. And celebs and just we just got there all the time. Right? I mean, they fall every time. So we just, I don't know if that's the route to go for me because I've been so everything's been so exclusive. But I don't know if to get with the times and start doing the the visuals because I'm more old school. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if to do the visuals, let everyone see it, or does it make the artist feel uncomfortable? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> but I, I did do it though. So. Yeah, keep him around. Keep keep your son around. He knows what's happening. Okay, he knows what's okay, happening. Okay. But see, I appreciate you, man. Um, just just I, I I never really got the backstory or really got a chance to identify how you think because we see you a right. lot. You know what I mean? Like right. you ain't been out there, you don't you don't do a whole lot of the, the talking and the conversation. Yeah. You just see your I work hate all over the world. Yeah, that's I'm more, I'm more, what you say? No talk, all show. Yeah, I like that. I love it like that, though, you know? Yeah. I'm just, uh, I'd like to show you what I can do. I ain't, People do all that big talk. Yeah. But if I had that big talk game behind what I do, I'd be even crazier. That's real. That's <laughs> real. Well, look, I appreciate you, man. Uh, give us, uh, leave us with a word of wisdom uh, over your 18-year career. You know what I'm saying? Just there might be a young designer out there that just hungry. They see what you're doing. Give them a word of wisdom. Well, a word of wisdom to y'all young to the young generation, man, make sure y'all, whatever y'all do with your clients, take make sure they're good. Even if you got to take a loss, take that loss. Keep your name good out here in the streets. It's all about having your name good. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to hear nobody saying, oh, man, he ran off of my money. I get so many of that. A lot of people who try to go the cheap route, try to use, yeah. not to bash anybody, they try to go the cheap route and they come to me, man, I gave the man a deposit, man, don't answer the phone. <laughs> but just for all the young designers, 
no shade. Just just make sure y'all keep your face clean. That's what it's all always about, man. Keep your face clean. Keep that product tight. It ain't gotta be closed. Whatever you do, just keep that keep it right with everybody out there, man. Keep it real. There it is, man. Listen, do me a favor. Go get you some social proof, all right? Meaning go build something and teach somebody else how you build it. That's the only way we can build a community, all right? And, start, are- and start investing, y'all, because I wish I would invest in a lot of stuff. I ain't going to lie. What are you investing invest. now? What are you investing now? Man, I just started investing in stocks, I just, mm-hmm. uh, which I'm scared of. I just, I, got a, uh, I just put a bunch of money in mutual funds, mm-hmm. like a bunch of money, like something I'm trying to do, like mm-hmm. something new, but it's a lot of stuff, even for the kids. All right. Put money in they, and they, I don't know all the terms and stuff, but I sat down with my team, um, my new financial advisor, and I, I'm just putting stuff together now. But it's a lot of stuff that I know for sure that I could invest it in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, because this is something that we need to talk about. For real, for real. See, people, as far as the black people, uh, our people, once they never show us, once we get the money, what to do with it. Mm-hmm. Never. So it's like, once you get the money, it's like, I have conversations with a lot of celebrities that you talk about. Mm-hmm. And it's like no one ever taught us in school or our families don't know because we're not from that, from, right. from the bottom. So it's like once you get this money, once you get 100000 10000 whatever you get that you got put up, it's like what to do next with it as far as investment-wise. Mm-hmm. So that's something I think. Um, what did you should... do with your money throughout this, these years? Did you blow a lot? Um, uh, Yeah. I bought a lot of dumbass cars. <laughs> but I did buy, I got a couple houses, which I was blessed to have, to be honest with you. That, that's like, I would tell y'all, that's one of the best investments is houses, I think, real estate. Mm-hmm. Well, Rick Ross told me that, and Yo Gotti, I talked to them on the phone about that all the time. So honestly, Yo Gotti made me go buy more homes, mm. which I bought one in the middle of the pandemic. So you bought a home, like, and you rent it out? I rent it out. Gotcha. I just rented it. I just bought a, a eight hundred thousand dollar house, which is crazy. Like I took a chance on that, because because it's worth a thousand dollar house to rent out to rent out because Yo Gotti told me to. <laughs> <laughs> hey, ain't trying to put it on my boy, but it right. it wound up working out. Mm-hmm. He was saying his theory was instead of buying a whole bunch of cheap homes, mm-hmm. buy one house that is eight hundred thousand, where you can rent, you make more money off of it. it uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but it made sense the way I did it, though. Right, right. The house is 800 appraised for $1.2 million. Oh, so okay. I got equity in it already. Or it has equity in it. Then I put a renter in it, which I'm getting the money every month. And when I'm ready to actually, if I like up, uh, upgrade it or put more money into it, I could sell for a lot more money. Mm. Instead of buying a whole bunch of $100,000 or $10,000 houses, right. which becomes a headache because you're dealing with a whole bunch of different properties. Right, right. So and this different is the way people, different personalities. I tried it. I tried. I just tried it. And it's working. I have a really great tenant, man. Shout out to my tenant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So. Hey, that's what's up. That's what's up, man. Yeah. Listen, li- listen for, to the man, okay? Invest your money. <laughs> Invest do your something money. with your money, especially yeah. for those people that's like, the money's coming fast. You got to do something with it. You got to do something with it. Yeah. Or other than that, other that's just dead. Yeah. If you if, if you got a million dollars in the bank, it's going to depreciate that's a fact. Take that million to put into something. It's going to be worth something. That's a fact. That's, That's a fact. For real. See, I appreciate you, my brother. Listen, man, go get y'all some social proof. All right? Oh, how can people find you? Exclusive Game. Uh, Instagram is Exclusive Game. And the store is at 3255 Peachtree Road in Buckhead. Pull up. Have your Pull bag up. right. Don't. Now, we got something here for everybody. Don't let all these furs and <laughs> fool you, y'all. I got socks in the front for $25. Oh, I mean, for sure. I mean, got boxes for $25. Got T-shirts for $50. And jeans for hundred fifty dollars. It's all. It's, we got everything for everybody, man. Pull up, pull up. All right, man, y'all. We out here. Follow my boy T. We out.
Peace. What if I told you for $1, I will introduce you to hundreds of entrepreneurs every single morning this week. From all across the country, you'll be able to talk to hundreds of entrepreneurs and I'll coach you. I'll coach you for a dollar this whole week. And I'll introduce you to some of my successful friends for a dollar this week. Would you would you take part in that? Well, go to themorningmeetup.com because that's exactly what we're doing here, okay? The only organization that gathers entrepreneurs every single day for the betterment of entrepreneurship, okay? Every single day, Monday through Friday, we gather, we're growing, we're learning. We got a book club. Have you ever seen hundreds of entrepreneurs reading the same book? Every single chapter, every single day, we're growing together, okay? You need the environment to grow in. Themorningmeetup.com, a dollar. I'm going to give you all this for a dollar. If you want to stay, great. It's $79 a month after that. If not, no obligation. You can leave whenever you want, all right? Themorningmeetup.com. I'll see you in the morning. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.